and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hey everybody, I am here with my guest today, Kristen Smith. Kristen is a licensed clinical therapist and founder of Wells Counseling. Kristen empowers others to maximize their overall well-being and supports individuals to overcome challenges and pursue happiness and freedom. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, thank you for the lovely introduction. Thank you. Yeah, and I am just so excited you're here. And what I would love to talk with you about all sorts of things. And first of all, let me just um, ask you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you decided to be a counselor? Yeah, so I am I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I am a mom and a sister and a friend, of course. Um and so I wear multiple hats and things like that in my life. I enjoy working out. It's a big thing for me. Just self-care wise is very important for me. Um, if I'm not working, you can usually catch me at home uh, watching a movie with my husband or usually reading, um, but also Target. Like I always seem to need something at Target. Yes. Um, I'm working on it, <laughs> but Target. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, okay. I know. I'm like, thank you. So I'm not alone. Um, so a part of me wanting to be a counselor, I think was the idea of helping others who are in very vulnerable places and how do we help them become a different version of themselves and a better version of themselves is always something that's been very passionate to me. Um, I really enjoy community. Uh, so I started out in like community mental health and just working with clients who were less fortunate. And then that's just when I realized I wanted to do something more and give back in a different way and like just working with different populations and different specialties and things like that. And that's how I ended up with Wells Counseling. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. I and I know that you are a mom as well. Yeah. Um, now, is motherhood different than what you expected it would be? Or tell us a little bit about your your kids and um, and about your journey as a mom. Yeah. So I have a little five month old, um, and I don't. I I think about that question often. Is it what I different than what I expected. And as I reflect on it, I don't really know what I expected. Like it's a, it's a hard question to answer. Like I figured it was going to be challenging and difficult. Um, but I didn't know to what extent. And I wrestle with the idea of like being present, being in the moment. Um, and so having expectations, I kind of just try to lean into, let's see what life presents me and let's see what it throws at me and let's see how I feel accordingly. Um, so I'm kind of, 
I don't know, long story short, I don't know what my expectations were, but I'm trying to take it day by day to manage and see where I'm at. Um, yeah, that's a very difficult question to answer. As you see, I'm wrestling through it. Yeah. Well, there's, I feel like there's not words to describe it, right? Like when we, or there's so many words to describe it. When I think about how, how is motherhood, how I expected it versus what it actually is like, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I know I wanted to be the perfect mom before I became mm-hmm. a mom. And once I became one, like this is, I'm not a perfect mom. I'm an imperfect mom who loves and, and that's all I really can do. Like I just, you know, show up every day and um, try to you know, love as an action and do all of those things. But, you know, mm-hmm. some days are easier than others, especially like if I don't get sleep or the kids are sick or, you know, all sorts yeah. of things. It's, motherhood is just so, you know, it's interesting. I feel like I was the best mom before I became a mom. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to do I like this that. and this. <laughs> yeah. I remember saving magazine articles of like little Christmas decorations, Halloween decorations that we were going to create. And I still try to do those things, but yeah, it's a lot harder in the moment. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like Halloween's in a couple of weeks. So you have to like do this and this, but I have so much time to do all these other things and getting them to school and doing all these things. And yeah. So I think hearing you say that, I think I recognize that like my word for me for motherhood is messy. Like uh-huh. it's messy. It's a whole bunch of things happening, like that idea of the perfect mom, like not knowing what it is, but wanting to be that. But also every day is very different and keeps you on your toes, especially as I'm trying to learn this little one. Like, so it's just messy and like being comfortable with it being messy too is where I'm at right now. Yes. I love that. I love that word because it is, it's messy, like. I would say for me, every day is a little chaotic, and yes. <laughs> but it's beautiful chaos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I tell my clients all the time, mess doesn't have to be, like messiness does not have to be a bad thing. Like we can lean into the messiness and have it be a part of us and it be okay. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. And chaos. Yes, yes. <laughs> And, you know, it's interesting, um, just a side note of, well, my grandma likes to keep a lot of, like, old newspapers. She gave me a bunch of them, and they were actually from, like, the 1920s, so 100 years ago. And there's quite a few mom advice articles on there, and I find them so interesting to read. And one of them recently said, you know, we're doing dishes, we are making beds, and they're all such little things, and we're dreaming of doing big things. But really, the little things are the big things when you get up close to them. It's just, you know, all everything we do is just little things and or or messy things or chaotic things, and they become big things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like those little things help us achieve like big wins and they add up and help us feel successful and help us feel like we're accomplishing things. So yes, they, they add up. Um, I like that. Yeah. Now, um, Kristen, you specialize in anxiety, depression, self-esteem, and can you tell us about 
about that and about the modalities that you use for these conditions? Yeah, so I, you're right, anxiety, self-esteem, depression, a big new part that I'm leaning into too is like life transitions. And so like, what does that mean to being a new mom? Like um, also being, going to college for the first time or entering high school. Like, so all of those big life transitions or hearing news, like unfortunate news or life health conditions and stuff like that. Um, that's a big part of what I do too. So, um, self-esteem, I believe is like the foundation of so many little things. Um, and that helps us just how we feel in the world, how we navigate throughout the world and how we interact with other people. Um, so usually when I meet with clients, a big part of what I do is we start with self-esteem work. Like where are we at with our self-esteem? How do we see ourselves? Because how we see ourselves is going to, how we see ourselves is going to impact how we interact with other people. So we do a lot of like self-esteem work. Um, and I do also a lot of values work. Because our values tell us a lot of who we are as people and individuals and how we interact with other people. Um, and conflict resolution ties a lot into values as well, too. So we do a lot of values. So just acceptance, commitment therapy, too. Um, I do a lot of mindfulness. So what does it mean to be still, be present, um, and also take each moment by moment? So kind of what we talked about, like, what did I expect in motherhood of just like the sitting in the mess and like what that means day by day. So I do a lot of like mindfulness and what does that mean to be still? Um, and can we embrace that stillness? Um, another thing that I specialize in is like cognitive behavioral therapy. So how are we taking the thoughts that we hear our minds say to us and what are we doing with those thoughts? Are we challenging them? Are we feeding them? Are we making them bigger? Are we allowing them to take over? Um, or are there ways we can kind of navigate through the world with knowing like we're going to have thoughts daily. Um, they're always going to be coming in. And, but how can we kind of filter out the ones that are very productive for us and the ones that aren't productive at all? Like how do we govern ourselves in a way that in a healthy manner? Um, and then a big part, I think you said earlier, anxiety. Um, I specialize in anxiety and what does that mean to have anxiety and what are the levels of like anxiety not being um, I don't want to say necessarily normal, but what does it mean for us n not to be able to function with the anxiety that we have um, versus like, how can we have this anxiety that kind of follows us, um, but how can we maintain it with coping skills and things like that? Um, and then depression. Um, depression is usually very interesting, especially around this time of year, as it starts to get colder out, um, people start to feel symptoms and things like that. So motivation sometimes can get very low. Um, so working with clients with just routines, um, how do we figure out healthy routines to help us feel like we can make it throughout the day? Um, and also how do we remember the things that we love to help us with our motivation to make us feel like we can function too? Uh, so that was kind of like a long a long answer of all of the little things that I kind of address. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, I, I feel like that's so helpful for so many people. Um, now, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, you had mentioned it's working with thoughts. And because yes. um, I feel like that's such a buzzword of like CBT, cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy. Can that work with um, anxiety, depression, like, amongst other things or um what how would you recommend uh people start to um 
can look into like what cognitive behavioral therapy is and how they can kind of challenge those thoughts. Yeah. So, um, one of the biggest ways that, um, I work with clients to help challenge those thoughts is we look at cognitive distortions and cognitive distortions are these things our minds tell us that aren't necessarily true, but our minds try to group things in categories to make ourselves feel very comfortable and safe. Um, so we kind of, usually with CBT, we start with like cognitive distortions. So like, what is our mind telling us that we're trying to group things to kind of control things? So how can we figure out and identify these cognitive distortions that are going on? Um, and so we kind of pick through these cognitive distortions. And I tell clients all the time, if we can identify like a cognitive distortion, for example, for ourselves, if we can identify one of them, then we're on a good track to kind of helping challenge those thoughts and head in a different direction and kind of help ourselves pivot in a way. Um, so we do a lot of like, how can we recognize what's going on? Like, can we journal these thoughts that are happening and can we kind of create a pattern or a theme? Um, but I think you're right. CBT is a very buzzword, like, um, and thoughts and how do we challenge those thoughts? Um, but it takes a lot of like having to be intentional. Uh, that's what I tell clients all the time is like, how can we be intentional of like recognizing these thoughts, but also, um, People think that like, okay, it's a thought. I have to challenge it. I have to wrestle with it. Like the amount of thoughts we have that go through our minds constantly, you don't have to give all of those thoughts, our energy, our time. Like sometimes a thought can just be a thought. And I think that's very difficult sometimes for people to understand. Um, but sometimes it can just be a thought and we don't have to dive into it. We don't have to dissect it. We don't have to get to the bottom of it so that we can move on to the next thing. Um, so that's kind of like the CBT stuff that can sometimes be very helpful. Yeah, I love that. And I've worked with CBT with myself and I feel like it is so hard sometimes. Like you mentioned, like it, it, I feel like it's hard for me because I want to control my thoughts sometimes. Yeah. And it's a practice of, okay, yeah. it's a thought, it's a thought. And um, Andrew Huberman, um, with his podcast, The Huberman Lab, he talks about um, – Thoughts being pop-up windows on like the computer screen of your mind, and mm -hmm. I thought that was like a good like way that. to think of it. Of like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a pot. Like I can, I can delete that. I, it's like it's fine. Yeah. It's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> or like thinking of it as like flowing down a river, like with rocks in the river, and just letting those thoughts go. Which for me, I can. It, is it possible to combine CBT? Um, that cognitive behavioral therapy with mindfulness. Like, can I think of it like if I'm seeing birds going through the sky or like the river and the rocks, is that possible to do those things? No, absolutely. So um, another thing that I usually tell people is if we can put thoughts in a boat, that's my favorite one. Like just imagery can be so beautiful because I know some people especially say like, it's hard for me to go to sleep because like I have so many thoughts just running through my mind at night. And so it's so difficult for me just to fall asleep at night. And so one of the ways that I, I like to suggest for clients is can we imagine ourselves laying on a boat or in a bed and putting these thoughts, actually, no, we're not laying in a boat because then we're going to be going with the thoughts. Reframe. We are in bed and the thoughts, we're putting the thoughts in a boat. That's what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. And the thoughts are floating away. Um, and that way, like it's an imagery for us. That's mindfulness. We're being still in our bed, but we're imagining the thoughts kind of floating away. 
and kind of sailing away into the sunset or wherever you want to imagine. But that kind of separates us from our thoughts and that can tie into like mindfulness as a way too. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that kind of helps is like grounding techniques too. A lot of people like grounding techniques. It doesn't necessarily always address the thoughts, but it can kind of help with mindfulness, um, which is like five senses. It's using your five senses. So what are the five things that we can see in the room to kind of help drown out like the thoughts that are over that are overwhelming for us? So are we seeing teddy bears? Are we, and then we're going to breathe as we say something that we see. So teddy bear, and then we're going to take a deep breath in, deep breath out. Um, closet. We're going to take a deep breath in, deep breath out, and then we're going to call out like the five different things that we see. Um, then we're going to go to five things that we smell. If it's if it's too hard to smell, or four things, sorry, four things that we smell. If it's too difficult to smell four things, you can kind of move them around, but you smell four things and you're going to kind of do the same thing. So we're going to breathe in, breathe out, um, and then three things that we can touch. What can we touch around us? Because touching is very good to kind of get us back into reality. So we're going to touch three things, um, two things you can hear, and then um, one thing that you can taste. And then usually if we do those five things, they help us just ground us and be back into reality for us. Um, And then it helps us to kind of navigate throughout the world. That makes it a little bit easier. Mm, I love that. I'm going to have to remember those. Again, I like how you have it with the numbers too, because it makes me think about um, it's almost like a song. I kind of want to like Girl Scout song with my oldest is in Girl Scouts and they count down from five, four, three, two, one. But it's like putting it in a different way of thinking and then using those senses for grounding. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's usually very it works really well, especially for clients who are very high strung and like they just cannot get regulated. It helps us just kind of, it helps just snap back into reality for what's going on. So yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like, uh, sometimes I'll talk about like highways and back roads that I work on with, um, like if I am yelling too much or frustrated or worried, those are kind of like my big mental highways. And I will then get my amygdala firing with that fight or flight and all the feelings with that. And so that's when that grounding like you're saying is okay how can I take like a back road of you know maybe thinking of those senses or um, putting my brain on an alternate pathway so I don't have to focus on that exactly highway yeah um um, now Kristen um what advice would you give us moms hmm I like this question. Um, I I like this question because I have to take off my my me hat and put on my therapist hat because I feel like clinically I I can answer it, um, but in my own life I'm I'm working through it and I'm trying to understand. Um, but clinically. For moms, I would say self-compassion is a beautiful thing, like practicing self-compassion and what does that mean? Um, Just to be ourselves and to understand that this, if you're a new mom or if you're adding a child to your family or things like that, like this can be an adjustment. And so what does it mean to practice like kindness, grace, compassion for ourselves? Um, And so self-compassion is very nice because it 
it helps us understand that we're human. I think sometimes as moms, we try to be everything for everyone and we lose ourselves, but not always recognizing that like we can slow down and have that self-compassion and say like, we're tired or I'm burnt out or I'm exhausted um, or even putting ourselves first because I tell clients all the time that our lives are like cups and if our cups are empty, then we can't be anything to anyone else. But when our cups become full and as they start to overflow, what's overflowing is that's what's for other people. So I would tell them just practicing like the self-compassion is very nice. Like what is the type of advice that we would say to a friend if they were in the same exact situation that we were in? Um, And how can we listen to our own advice in a sense? Um, And then my other advice would be like, if we feel like we need community, um, community is going to be very nice because it can remind us that we're not alone and that other people are there with us um, or have gone through the similar things. Um, And community helps practice vulnerability. So us having to be vulnerable and to admit that like, we might not have all of the answers and we'll need to lean on our community to kind of help us through. Um, And I think the vulnerability can also help us be authentic and show up as ourselves in the end, Um, which I think could be really nice. And then on the other hand, like if you need help, reach out uh, for whether it's like a therapist, um, life coach, whatever that may be for um, the individual, I would definitely say reach out and seek help. That's great advice. Thank you. I feel like it, it is funny how like you have different hats. Like yeah. as a mom and you're a mom and a therapist. And like, for me, like I'm a mom, I'm a nurse practitioner and all of that. And like, I have all these things that like, oh, I, um, I have all this stuff that I feel like I should do um but sometimes it's so much easier said um I think than me doing it myself like where I'm like I know I should be you know yelling less or doing this less but I just am and so I love everything that you're saying because then I can you know either ground myself or seek out community like I think that's so important and um giving myself compassion and you know I'm only human. It's okay. And then if I can't um, do those things um, just by myself, then seeking that outside help. And there's nothing wrong with seeking that outside help. I feel like we all can use that at least, um, you know, from time to time in our lives. Mm -hmm. I, I also think too, we as humans were, we're naturally born to want to feel like we belong. And like, so because we want to feel like we belong, like we want to feel like we're heard, we're seen, like community is like the easiest thing to latch onto, like, because we want that naturally, like we don't want to be alone. Um, I firmly believe we don't want to be alone. Like we want to feel like we're connected and we're close to people. Um, So yeah, I I think that's why I think it's a beautiful thing of just like reaching out, but it, it takes a lot of work to admit that like, we don't have it all together. We're confused. Like we don't know what's going on. Like takes a lot of work, but in the long run, it's so helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, what should we do if we feel like we need outside help? How can we go about um, doing that? Like, What are the steps that 
you would say that we should do? That's a really good question. Um, So usually I would tell clients like, or anyone who's searching for help, one of the biggest things is use a platform that is going to kind of help figure out the needs that you have or the needs that you want to address in therapy. So there's like therapy, there's psychology today, which is a really big one that people kind of usually lean on. And it's kind of nice because you can plug in what you want, what type of services that you're searching for. Um, If you want to use insurance, if you don't want to use insurance, um, and then what type of therapist that you're searching for. Um, And a lot of the providers, you're able to select um, like a free consultation. I always tell clients to opt into the free consultation because it can kind of give you a feel like, does this feel like it's a good fit with this therapist? Do I feel like the personality is going to mesh well? Because I think a big thing I tell clients all the time is sometimes therapist personalities do not mesh with your personality and that is perfectly fine. I tell clients all the time, you are not stuck with me. So if we feel like this is not a good fit, I my personality does not fit yours, perfectly fine. There can be somebody else out there who kind of meets like you where you're at personality wise. So I usually like the consultations because it can kind of give us a feel like, do we feel like this is a good fit? How did the conversation go? Did we feel comfortable? Because in the long run, like you're going to want to feel comfortable in these sessions because this is where we're going to practice like that vulnerability that we talk about. And like, cause we're going to practice it in a safe space so that when we leave sessions, we're going to go out to the real world to practice that vulnerability again. So you want to feel safe and comfortable with the the therapist. So long story short, set up your consultation. It's going to be a big one. Um, the next is I would have some questions like that you want to ask the therapist. So whether it's like, what do you like to do for fun? Um, or what modalities do you use? Or, and if they throw like acronyms, ask them to break down the acronym. So if they say like, yeah, I do CBT and DBT and ACT, um, ask them what those are so they can kind of explain to you what that looks like in sessions with you. Mm. Um, I would also ask what will sessions look like um, day to day? How do you structure your sessions? What does that usually look like? Um, Just to kind of give you an idea when clients come come to therapy for the first time, a lot of clients are very anxious. So if we kind of ask like, what can I expect coming into the first session with you? What would that be like? Like, to help reduce your anxiety that you may be feeling. I think that can be another good tool. Um, Another thing that I would suggest is um, reaching out to your insurance company. Sometimes your insurance company can provide like good resources that are in network with you um, if you decide to go to the insurance route. Um, And they can kind of provide some in your area if you want telehealth, if you want in person. So they can sometimes be a really good resource. So I think those are the little things that you should do uh, if you're searching for help. Did that kind of answer? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good. Yeah, okay. that's cool. and that's great <laughs> advice. I like that because yeah, it's um, sometimes I think it's so overwhelming to take that first step of like knowing that oh, I, I do think I need some outside help, but I don't know what to do next, and then I kind of just put it on the back burner and I don't actually absolutely. do the next thing. So having yeah that process I think is so helpful. Um, so you had said, um, psychology today. Um, and also I love that consultation meeting to get that, feel that fit. Cause I do, I agree. Like it's everyone, um, not everyone meshes like 
well with everyone. I don't even know if well is the right word, but like you're saying, like if you don't feel comfortable with it, yeah. like where you can't be as vulnerable, then in the long run, we need to feel safe to be able to work through those feelings. I mean, yeah. I'm just using that off my own um, because I mean, I've done therapy before and I think that, um, gosh, I feel like everyone can benefit from therapy in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is I do have that vulnerability issue. Like I have walls that I rise up when mm-hmm. and sometimes humor is a thing that I'll use or like if I don't want to be vulnerable I'll just say something funny <laughs> and um but you know you're having, not alone yeah <laughs> yeah and um so yeah having that feelings that like feeling it out session I love that and yeah. insurance is so important too I mean I think that you know seeing what what is the game plan for that and um Gosh, I feel like I can do so many episodes on all of the the ins and outs of you know the state of mental health care in this country. And, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad that you know, like we have, we're at least trying to get this conversation going. And I'm so thankful for people like you, Kristen, that are helping others and helping them navigate their journey and being able to just live a life where they're free, free to do yeah. what they are meant to do in this world. Yeah. I I appreciate you for holding space for just moms to come here and to be vulnerable and to show up and to listen to the services that you provide. I think that's wonderful in itself. So like, thank you um, for holding this space for moms. I think this is awesome. I'm a huge fan. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I, I just love doing this for moms. It's it's my passion, and I love all you moms out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, Kristen, how can we contact you and find more information about the services you provide? Do you have a Psychology Today site or website? Yeah, so I have a Psychology Today site, um, and you can easily type my name, I think, in Google, too, Kristen and Smith, and I should pop up on Psychology Today. Um, you can also find me on my website at wellscounselingpllc.com. Um, mm-hmm. and then that has like my phone number, my address of where my office is located, um, and also my email address. Uh, so if clients want to reach out at Kristen, I think it's Chris, yes, Kristen at wellscounselingpllc.com. You can reach out that way as well. Great. And I'll put all of that in the show notes so our listeners can okay. be able to access that. Perfect. And Kristen, it was an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed our conversation and Thank I you. feel like I feel very relaxed now that we had this talk. <laughs> like gosh, all these bonding awesome. techniques and going about my day and my senses and all of that. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day out there. Thank you.